The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, January 13th. We have another Josina Anderson Insider Show. Josina, what's up? How we doing? What's up, Will? You know, our last conversation went viral in Cleveland, apparently. Oh, did it? <laughs> oh, they play, you know what? They actually played it on uh, the radio in Cleveland. Yes, uh, Ken Carmen. Uh, I don't think he's ever been on the podcast, but he is a friend of the podcast uh, and listens to the podcast. Great dude. 92.3, the fan uh, there in uh, Cleveland. I think he played a clip of something that we said on there. Uh, did we, I wonder, did we get roasted on Twitter by Baker Mayfield? Like, uh, <laughs> like Mary Kay? No, yeah. we didn't. We didn't get roasted. Um, and again, you know, Baker, I understand you having frustrations and things like that. It is always, you know, just best at all of us when we can, you know, to address those things person to person. Um, so never going to be, you know, uh, an advocate of that. But nonetheless, I understand because we in the media also have our own comments that we do on Twitter. But it's I'm just what guess what I'm saying is difficult to see. Um, but uh, yeah, so that went on and they were talking about it. And I think essentially what Mary Kay was just getting to is just, you know, the things behind the scenes. And even though Andrew Barry has since had his press conference since then um, and talking about their expectations to see um, Mayfield start in 2022 and to bounce back. Um, I also expect Andrew Barry to say the things that a general manager would say in January. Uh, and it doesn't mean that it's uh, not true that that can't end up being the case. Um, but I also fully expect for a general manager to um filter through all of his options because that is part of the job. Once you get past Christmas, Santa brings, Santa's already brought all the presents. It's lion season in the NFL. Everybody's <laughs> always worried about staying on that nice list. Once you get past Christmas, it is lion season. S-E-N. Uh, it's, also, it's also podcast season right now. And we are on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, like comment, subscribe. If you are watching on YouTube, leave us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, of course, we'll be going live after all the playoff games on the YouTubes as well. So set your alerts and you will get know when we go. Smash, 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 smash all the buttons. Uh, I you have will... A, well, I have a button here. It doesn't work because I don't have the, oh, you got the easy but, button. Staples but easy. I do. <laughs> Press the button, Staples. Smash the like button on this podcast. There you go. That's right. Uh, this weekend, NFL Super Wildcard Weekend is on CBS featuring two can't-miss games. Saturday night at 8 Eastern, the Patriots and Bills renew their rivalry in primetime. Then on Sunday at 4.30 Eastern, two legendary teams take center stage when Jimmy G and the 49ers clash with Dak and the Cowboys. Super Wildcard Weekend, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon on CBS. A serious mm. promo read voice. That's right. Yes, I just did a hit on CBS HQ where the anchor had to say super. So I know you guys have to say super. So yeah, good job, yeah, bro. I, I, uh, I was going to make fun of super, and then I got tased by uh, the higher-ups. <laughs> <laughs> tased and hazed for, for not 
we're not we're not properly describing uh, right. super wild card weekend all right let's dive into nfl you mentioned it's lion season it's also interview season because there's lots of vacancies we have five vacancies we will get to uh team by team stuff but you have some specific reporting you've done in yes. recent days yes. on a couple of candidates that we want to touch on namely the uh, broncos are going to interview lions defensive coordinator aaron glenn uh yeah. what, what's the buzz with uh aaron glenn there and and is he a do we do we think he's a legitimate candidate uh there in uh in denver uh, so that interview is uh, started at one o'clock today, Eastern um, time. Uh, the general manager from the Broncos flying in town to uh, do that interview in Detroit. Um, at the time I was talking to my league source, they were not sure who else was going to participate in the meeting. Um, I can tell you that is my understanding that Aaron Glenn is treating the interview uh, as it being a, a serious interview, uh, thus, you know, he wouldn't have uh, done it. I know that there have been uh, talks around Twitter as to people's opinions to, to that end. Um, but nonetheless, you know, a lot of times after these interviews, will I wait to talk to the mm. people involved and then to get their feedback as to how they, you know, think that it went. Um, I do think that there's a lot of talk um, about their uh, affinity in Denver for Dan Quinn. Um, and, you know, so, you know, we will see. Um, there's certainly talk, um, not with regards to the candidate that we're talking about, but in league circles with regards to their impressions of how uh, serious, you know, they are through this um um, you know, through this process. And I don't even know if serious is the right word, but meaning that uh, I guess there's impressions that they, you know, kind of already have, you know, who they want in mind, um, which is not uh, unusual. Sure, sure. Um, so the other one is Leslie Frazier, the mm. Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. He is, he is 62 years old. I was looking at his pro football reference um, you know, because they, they had the coaching stats on there. He went 21, 32, and one in four years with Minnesota, uh, 10 and six, one season uh, after, you know, he's actually the interim coach in 2010, went three and three. They struggled the next year and then started to turn around, was fired after just four years. Uh, but it was like, he was like 54 at the time. And I was like, he's 54? That mm -hmm. seems much younger than I would have. Oh, yeah, he yes. He was 54 when he was coaching the Vikings. At the uh, time, Will, at the yeah. time. <laughs> um, I, look, I think Leslie Frazier is a really interesting candidate. And you you uh, reported, Josina, that he is interviewing uh, with the Dolphins. He's also going to interview with the Bears, apparently. He is um, a guy who's, you know, along with Sean McDermott, has you know helped to turn this Buffalo defense into a consistently top-tier unit. Really, the only time that they've been bad previously, like under his watch is 2020. It was just sort of a you know weird year all around for everybody, you know? Yeah. And the unique uh, thing for Leslie Frazier's interviews is that because the bills play on Saturday, um, the coaches that have interest uh, that play on Saturday, along with the teams of the coach or the coaches of the teams that have the bye, uh, can interview uh, this week, and I, or obviously, if right. you're just not in the playoffs, you know clearly <laughs> you can do that too, like Brian Flores, <laughs> right? You can, yeah, or, or we or we can interview fired. Will yeah, if they, fired, right? You can interview whoever you want. Yeah, right. you know, if they want to interview us, we could be the head coach Absolutely. of the uh, 
and I will do that. I, I will absolutely coach an NFL team for several million dollars. <laughs> oh, I don't years. know what that would look. <laughs> and you can fire me halfway through my first season. I don't care. And still make fifteen million. Right. We can get. To, we can. We'll get to the Giants when you want to. A- anybody will who is offering to have us chill and drink lemonade and and sweet tea on Sundays to do nothing. We will accept all offers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. You want to hire me? Give me a four-year contract and fire me the next day. I have no problem with that. <laughs> uh, you can catch me on the golf course. <laughs> so you're right. I've retired from coaching permanently, and I am golfing now. There you go. And I think that um, it's also really good because Sean McDermott made sure, I don't know when the quote came out, but he made sure to say that this is Leslie Frazier's defense. You know, this is not my Mm. defense. And I thought that that was very good and nice of him uh, and accurate of him to say in uh, in the press. And then I think the other thing that's really interesting about Leslie Frazier's case, not, you know, especially with the Bears, obviously, being a part of that organization, too, um, is that if you go back and you look at last year, uh, I believe it came down to he and David Culley as the finalists for the job in Houston. And he did not get the job in Houston. They went with uh, Culley. And um, and at the time, you know, for Leslie Frazier kind of, you know, hearing the results of that search while he was still in town was, you know, I think I can go ahead and say it was a very, very difficult. And it's just interesting how, you know, things, you know, work out and play out. But ultimately, I think that, you know, as the conversations are happening, that what was best for Leslie played out was what was best for Leslie and what was best for David Cully is working out for him relative to what his circumstance and path has been to trying to become a head coach. And so, and so there you are, but you cannot ignore um, the, the, uh, the defense and, and, and this, the status of the defense under Leslie Frazier, particularly what it was before he got there. I, yeah. The other thing too, is that with these, um, with these jobs, you know, New York, Chicago, Miami, I mean, you're talking about spots where, I think it might be beneficial. And I said this on the, when we were ranking the hirings, and I, I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to be the guy, like, I don't want to be like, they should hire a retread or like, a, you know, <laughs> run it back with somebody who didn't work with another team. But I, I do think that there is the case to be made that some of these places, I mean, New York specifically more than anybody like need some stability and you need somebody who's done it before. So you're not like Joe judge was learning how to be a head coach on the fly in the New York market with, you know, with a, a GM who was under fire already and you know a, a lack of talent on the roster that is a bad spot to be in you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna look like a clown show i mean gonna- you can really go on and on and on and on when you peel back the layers of the new york giants i mean yeah. it is just so much there that consistently doesn't make sense <laughs> yes, and uh especially well, you know what you know what let's mm-hmm. dive in on the giants yes, yes little- I- and I well, would say, uh, yeah, go ahead, please. Well, no, I was say, well, I mean, since we're just talking Giants, I'm going to flip the rundown. Uh, sorry for that, Nada, as you're as you're wondering what is the matter with Brinson here as he's he's looking. <laughs> for, uh, Giants GM opening, of course, and the, the head coach opening now that Joe Judge has been fired. I think the GM opening is extremely interesting here in New York because of a couple of reasons. One, um, you're following Dave Gettleman. Guess what? That's going to make you popular. No matter what you do, you're not Dave Gettleman. And I, I know that sounds insane and kind of crass and rude, but it's true. Like, not being Dave Gettleman is going to make you popular. You're also going to 
uh, be able to pick your own head coach. I think that's the way the Giants are going to do it, barring a Jim Harbaugh coming to town, somebody with enough cachet to say, no, I want this guy to be my GM. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the names that they've interviewed. Rand Carthen, 49ers uh, director of player personnel. Ryan Cowden, Titan, Titans VP of player personnel. I think uh, Jonathan or Jonathan Jones may have reported that first. Uh, who had the, who had the connection to Joe Judge? That's mm -hmm. right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Quentin Harris uh, and Adrian Wilson, NC State's own High Point, North Carolina's own Adrian Wilson, uh, both from uh, Quentin Harris, the Cardinals vice president of player personnel. Adrian Wilson, Cardinals vice president of pro personnel. Joe Schoen, Bills assistant GM. Uh, Ryan Poles, Chief Executive Director of Player Personnel, and Adam Peters, uh, 49ers Assistant General Manager. Also, uh, Monty Ossenford, Titans Director of Player Personnel. These are, I, th I think, these are names that are probably not on the radar in a big way for some of these teams, for you know, just for like the general fan. But these are some good names that the Giants are actually looking at. You know, they decided they said they were not going to go in house with Kevin Abrams, and you know, getting away from what has not worked with the Giants is probably smart. Like you need some new blood in New York to try and come in and, and take over, right? And run that organization, I think. So a couple of things. One, just peeling it back, okay? So they made their general manager switch after they were 11 and five and going from Jerry Reese to mm. Dave Gettleman, okay? That is the last time that they were double digits <laughs> since that switch. I, I think that, because um, I, I was looking at this too, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I I was looking at this and it was um I think it was uh it was when they benched Eli for Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. I think it's when they fired Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo. So I think Reese was actually fired mid season. If, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, so he, um, because they got because I, I I thought the same thing as you. I thought they fired him after because he's he spent all the money in free agency. They go eleven and five. They miss the they make the playoffs. Lose to Green Bay after the boat game. And then he came back the next year, but they were like three. Was it mid-season? Was it yeah. mid-season? Okay. Well, and, the, and, and the, only the, reason I, the only reason I know that too is because I saw some a Giants writer tweeting out, Jerry Reese won two Super Bowls and they fired him mid-season. Dave Gettleman gets a retirement ceremony before, uh, okay. like before yeah. his yeah, you know, final game. So yes, and, and my and my my point that I'm trying to make is that the this that it was after an 11-5 you know accomplishment the year before is what is basically what I'm trying to get at, and so then you have but th but thank you for that but then you have the coaching you know switch of going from Coughlin to McAdoo to Spagnolo to Shermer and Joe Judge, and since. 2015 it's been one two three four names coming upon a fifth name for this time so that's that's just you know the number that's just the number one thing and then you're talking about how do you go about the change so I understand there's a lot of ire from the Giants fans with regards to the job they feel Joe Judge has done. We can have a debate as to whether he should have gotten the job based on his resume going in, though there is some precedent for special teams people like uh, John Harbaugh or just even, you know, you look at Mike Tomlin and his, you know, resume coming in before he started all this other stuff. You can you can have this d debate. But nonetheless, it, it ended up at a 4-13 and 13 season. But since you were there, and it was in the midst of a contract that had three years remaining on it, five million per. It's like, you know, what is what is the best decision? Because they constantly keep allowing a little bit of time mm -hmm. and then re uh, 
you know, cycling after that, right? But you talk about, okay, and I guess this is what I'm, this is the point that I'm trying to make. This is how you knew that what was going to happen was not going to include hiring a GM and that GM making a decision. How many names did you just name there on that list that they're looking at for GMs? How many was on that list? Uh, it was, it was around uh, 10. 10? Eight, eight total, eight total, excuse me. Eight? eight. So let me, so Will, if I asked you, if that let's just go through the thinking that was out there and i was every time i kept hearing this i was shaking my head i'm like that's not the case how long do you think it would take to get through eight gm interviews just <laughs> roughly just, just mean, roughly it, like the absolute fastest you could do it if you are interview you know if you're if, let's say all these guys are out of the or the all these guys are out of the playoffs i think you give a day to each one right you're not banging these out in like three days are you I mean, at at at, the, at the, best, at best, let, if we wanted to go on the fast end, let's just say if you're turboing through this, though the Giants are the team not to turbo through this, right, right, would right. be four days, two a day, yes. right? Yeah, that's probably. I think that works. I think that works. At, at 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 best, that's what you're doing, though. That's not what I think you should be doing, right? And I think that these candidates should be getting. That's another complaint I'm hearing out on the cycle right now, as far as not feeling like you have enough time, you know, to really fully prepare like you would want to, particularly from coaching candidates out there. But if you were to do so, you're already behind because you're waiting to make this decision on Joe Judge. Then you have eight candidates, per what you're telling me, Will a minimum of four, most likely at a week. And that's not even including, Will, the second round of interviews Correct. for your finalists. Wait a minute. Then naming your candidate. And oh, by the will, oh, by the way, Will, yeah, are you, are you naming, too. are you hiring your coach the day that you sign the GM? No. So then that means you're another week and a half to two weeks behind, which if you're yep. trying to get your perfect combination, never made sense. So everybody that was saying, oh, well, you know, this is not it because, you know, the, the GM is going to decide. No, that timeline never made sense. It was either he was in or he was out yep absolutely you can't <laughs> you can't you can't and the the giants i think in what you were saying too about how they like the timing of these 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 contracts too like the giants so that when the giants fired jerry Reed, like they, they kept having these overlapping gms and coaches and you need to like not not just for the you know for the for the you know the the two the the synchronicity i guess i don't know what word i'm looking mm -hmm. for like you want the guys to be on the same page you don't want to be bringing in coach and then, you know, fire well, the GM. The only thing that I think that, well, that I know that was being considered and I think is if you're already, and this is, you know, Giants fans will kill me, but if you're already in the boat of Joe Judge, <laughs> right? I, again, I, that's why I keep putting, it's a different conversation as to whether he should be in the boat, right. but given that he's in the boat, and you still can have miraculous turnarounds. You know, there was once upon a time when the Giants players, the OCU Manuras, the Justin Tucks, the Michael Strahans were not pro Coughlin. Did, did not like Tom Coughlin <laughs> at all. And, right. and it was, and they had to have, you know, and they had a GM change, I believe it was 2006 or something like that. And then Coughlin represented his case and they ended up staying with the, all this other stuff. So they've been that round. And although the, records were better at that point than what we see with Joe judge now, but it's also a different pool of talent at the time yep. via what the GM situation was. So that's all, you know, you can go there. But my point is, is that I feel like it was a viable consideration to bring in a GM and not 
go for a coach the first year. And, and hear me out here because the thinking is, is that you're not winning the Super Bowl anyways the Correct. next year. You're most likely not even going to be in the playoffs. So if you're really trying to find a good GM candidate and not trying to rush as they've done, spend your time on really, really, really making sure that you have the GM that you want. Let him use the year to assess everything. And then the following year, come back and say, okay, now we're going into it with time with the, the coaching search instead and, of and, everyone and rushing you, and racing against one another. Huh? Well, and it, it gives you as a GM, it's sort of like when a, a head coach inherits the old coach's young quarterback, it gives you sort of a free pass where you can have that year, you know, you struggle and you're like, sorry, Joe, you, but you knew this was coming. I, I do think though that, I think what happened with the Giants mm -hmm. is they got enough candidates of this like eight list who, who sort of either through back channels or maybe explicitly said it for some of them, like, <laughs> look, uh, you know, I'm not going to take this job if if the if if the coach is already you know like I I don't I, want, I don't if the coach is in place I think that and plus the fans reacting and the and the way that the final two weeks of the season went down you know it, it just was too much so let me ask you this what um. Do you see a particular direction for the Giants? So one, I just want to just kind of what you were just saying right there. And then, yes, to answer your question, um, you know, as far as some of the reasons that you're seeing, I think there's always a measure of back channeling because, right, that's just what happens in the NFL to kind of figure out. But I don't think it's as heavy as you think with people saying, I'm not coming there if this person is there because honestly, strategically from a chessboard move, it actually buys the GM one more year <laughs> for whatever his tenure is going to yeah. be. You know, if you're looking at your own longevity because you have a built-in year and excuse. So that's just one. And then, um, yes, the fan base also want to add in there, Aaron Rodgers making the comment on Pat McAfee's show, making fun of Joe Judge and that going viral. That certainly yeah. was another thing to add to the, we can talk about whether we thought that was gratuitous or not. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, that that happened. And then you asked me, what do I think? So it, one, I'll put it in what I think they should do. And then, you know, what uh, perhaps will happen. What I think they should do, if I were Mr. Mara, uh, would be to hire a GM who's actually been a GM before, mm. you know, I, you know, someone uh, in another, on another team was suggesting to me, John Dorsey, and they were really making a case for Dorsey because of his history of bringing in talent that actually, you know, really worked out to be good talent. <laughs> and it, it's very hard to argue when you really dive into his resume uh, with that of, of what John Dorsey's ability to do that uh, has been. If you bring in a general manager to if you bring in a candidate to bring a general manager that has not done that before, you're essentially doing in the head coach quadrant, excuse me, the GM quadrant, what you were doing in the head coach. They're going right. to be learning on the job. There's yeah. nobody that you mention on that list that is certifiable. They don't have any. Yeah, there's no no experience. There's no yeah. GM experience. Like, hello, this is why. Will, sometimes I literally sit back when I'm reporting stories and I just watch and listen to people. And I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. He's, we're going to have the GM come and he's going to make the decision. And oh, oh, oh the GM is going to write the ship. And oh, Joe Judge shouldn't have got the job because he didn't have an experience. Well, let's go down the list of the GMs that are being talked about. And no one has been in the chair. Um. The uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's it's something that you've um, <laughs> I'm I mean, not, I'm just, 
so I'm laughing. Apparently, like uh, the under, I did these underdog uh, playoff commercial. It's like a fantasy game. Uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten like ten texts or comments in the last uh, in the last like 48 hours where people are like, all I hear is this your name on this stu- on this ad, and it's driving me, or your voice on this ad, and it's driving me insane, <laughs> which I find, I find very amusing. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I, so that's why I was laughing. I wasn't laughing. It's okay. Oh no, no, no. Judge, who knows? Um, the Bears moving. Let's, let's shift gears to Chicago because okay, okay, okay. the Giants are, I agree, going to go with the and the, the Bears are probably going to do the same thing. Uh, George McCaskey, who had a, just a speaking of embarrassing, what a press conference that was. I mean, just a this guy is a is something else. Um, I'm, a, I'm not a I'm not a football guy. I'm a fan. Uh, okay, George, and he's like he's like the board and the ownership has told me that I'm staying on. It's like, dude, <laughs> your mom is the owner. Like, like, <laughs> right, mom. I mean, yeah, I fun of this guy, but whatever. Um, they have uh, put in several requests for interviews. Ed Dodds, Colts assistant GM, Jeff Ireland, former uh, former Dolphins GM, most notable, uh, most most famous for his or infamous, I guess, for his Des Bryant inquiries at the combine that got him in hot water. Has actually done a really good job acquiring players as the assistant GM. Uh, with Mickey Loomis there in New Orleans for the Saints. Um, one could even argue that Mickey Loomis is – that Jeff Ireland's doing a little more legwork. Jeff Ireland Sean Payton. Mickey Loomis got a basketball team to run, too. I don't blame him. Um, Morocco Brown, Colts director of college scouting. They have talked to Glenn Cook from the Browns. And uh, Kawisi Adolfo Minsa, Browns VP of football ops. Talk about a deep dive into the analytics world uh, if they went that direction. They have also – so it's weird, Josina, because – the, the Bears are like, we're going to hire a GM first, and then that GM will hire the coach. But they're also, like, already interviewing coaches. So I don't think the Bears know what they're doing. They've interviewed Doug Peterson. Uh, they've requested Dan Quinn, Byron Leftwich of the Bucks, offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett of the OC from the Packers, Le- the aforementioned Leslie Frazier we talked about, Matt Eberflus, Colts defensive coordinator, Brian Dable, Bills OC, and Todd Bowles, Bucks DC. What what direction do you see the, uh, the Bears, or what, what are you hearing about Chicago, if anything? Well, to go back to what you were just saying in the midst of announcing all those names, um, I think, you know, the, the the clarification is that they'll announce the GM first. <laughs> right. Not necessarily that they will wait to do everything uh, in succession. Um, as far as the uh, direction, I just think that they are, um, I think all of the people that they're interviewing, um, they find to be quality candidates. They're just trying to find synergy with uh, the interviewee and that interviewee being uh, in alignment with the GM that they would like to uh, bring in. I don't think that there is necessarily any big leaning offense to defense. It's just that if it's a defensive candidate that they have to present a strong plan for how they plan to deal with, uh, you know, and bring along Justin Fields. That has been the Achilles heels of some of these defensive candidates, you know, just really or are just non-offensive candidates, you know, Joe Judge in particular, either not being able to work with the OC that they want and or not having one that is just very innovative and can bring the of that unit along. It sunk Todd Bowles in uh, with the Jets. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, you can talk about the Jason Garrett, uh, Joe Judge uh, synergy or lack thereof. 
and um and on and on and on and on and on but um i i i really just believe it, it, it it's who they walk away with feeling the most confident in i don't uh sense a lean one way or the other it's just you know how how what the impression is after these kind of rapid interviews that everyone is doing and and to that end i still every year advocate that i think there should be a quote unquote coaching season that should last or excuse me coaching interview season that should just last in the 3 weeks between the conclusion of super bowl and and um, the combine. And that way everyone is, you know, interviewing on equal footing and yep. doesn't have their attention split between trying to prepare game plans. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to be like, that's what Aaron Glenn is doing. Now all of a sudden he's supposed to be an expert on, on the Broncos today. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been coaching the Lions for, you know, like, I know you guys beat us really badly, but other than that, I don't right. really know a whole lot. Right. Or, or Leslie Frazier, who was in the middle of preparing yeah. the, you know, for a Saturday game, no less, and then has to turn around right after the, that the next day and then, you know, talk to the teams that he's talking to. A Saturday game that, by the way, is on CBS Sports. <laughs> for a super. It's super, a super Saturday game on uh, on CBS. All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the other uh, coaching openings. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Broncos, as we talked about, uh, are looking into a bunch of names. No surprise, we mentioned Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator, uh, Eric Bieniemy, former Colorado uh, Buffs legend, uh, getting a, uh, a look there. Brian Callahan, Bengals OC, Jonathan Gannon, Eagles DC, Luke Getze, and Nathaniel Hackett, as Brady Quinn and I talked about. He's like, what? Luke Getze? Why? Oh, right. The Broncos want to get Aaron Rodgers. So they've got multiple guys from his offensive staff <laughs> joining, uh, coming in for interviews to at least, if, if they're not hiring Luke Getze, they're at least going to find out if Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay <laughs> through him, by interviewing him and uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Gerard Mayo, Pat's inside linebacker coach. This is how you know you're getting old. When Gerard Mayo, Kellen, Kellen Moore are getting interviews. Like, I feel like I covered <laughs> these guys in the league. Um, Kevin O'Connell and uh, Rams OC and Dan Quinn, Cowboys DC. Um, is For Denver, they have George Patton in there as the GM. Uh, you know He's making his first hire as a coach. 
There's an ownership change expected. And I think I saw somewhere that Elway, John Elway, obviously, is in one of the ownership potential ownership groups, and Peyton Manning is in the other. So, I mean, what a competition that is. Uh, do you think that the, the how, how much is the ownership going to factor in here for maybe a, uh, a highly coveted coach? Like Dan Quinn's, you know, Gerard Mayo, maybe he doesn't want to make a leap now because you know, changes could come down the, the pipe. I mean, is that is that a big factor in, in any any sense on where Denver's looking? All of these back channels are all connected. You know, people talk behind the scenes, you know, get their input, you know, it, you know, involved uh, where it may be. But ultimately, you know, can't necessarily wait for uh, a changing of the guard to obviously put people in place. But I, I do believe back channels will be heard. So to, just to answer that question. Mm. Um, with regards to having the Packers candidates in the pool, um, because of their desire to uh, lure uh, Aaron Rodgers, it certainly makes sense, though I think you can have a very credible debate as to what you think of uh, Nathaniel without Aaron Rodgers being there. Uh, that is, I think that is a perfectly reasonable way uh, to put <laughs> I that. mean, you know, and, and, and this, but this is also the debate that people have with Byron Leftwich, you know, and what's going on sure. with Tampa Bay to be, you know, fair too, and how much of that, or, or even Eric Benemy under Andy Reid and, and or, or, or what have you, whether you're making the connection to the quarterback or to the, Oh, of course, that would be the Texans calling that, um, or to the or to the Colts, you know, at the or at the same time. So, or what did I just say? Excuse me. Not. I, don't I mean, look. The, the bottom line is, and yes, you, we can we you can only weigh an OC's uh, team. You can only weigh an OC's offense performance I independent of his quarterback so much. I mean, it's not like the, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world because, particularly in Green Bay. Yes. Right. Correct. Like if. If Aaron Rodgers is not on the roster, does like are we talking about Nathaniel Hackett getting all these interviews? No, no, after, we're not. After, after no, this is not. A, it's literally not a question. We're not exactly. <laughs> Do you know what um, I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, or we're not at least to the to this extent. And it's not to say that he's not a good coach, but you know these these interviews are going to the people who are you know the hottest at the time, and it's not even necessarily a reflection of who's good. There are a ton of. Uh, great coaches that don't even get these looks because they're not hot. Okay, so breaking news happens on the podcast. Sausage gets made. Josina gets you, you even said, in fact, it, it, Nada, make sure you leave in the part where Joe says, that's the Texans because that's the Texans again. Go ahead. It's okay. That, that's all right. Go ahead. Uh, the, the Texans fired David Cully. Josina would have found out on the podcast. It, 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 sausage made, etc. but you can listen to the timestamp on the podcast and figure mm -hmm. it out. Uh, mm -hmm. the, are you surprised that they fired David Culley, uh mm -hmm. given you know, one year? He never really had a chance there. No, uh, well, look, they have, first of all, high admiration, appreciation, like for David Culley. I wouldn't be surprised if they offered him a position still within the organization to stay. That's how much they like. And he's just really a, a good uh, person. Um, I can't say I sit here and say I've watched a whole bunch of um, nah, Texans nobody, nobody games to really know, you know, about the, you know, how the games have unfolded. But um, based on the fact that I, like I said on the CBS uh, uh, HQ an hour ago, that I still kept not hearing a definitive yes. I, I, and that even last week, someone told me that it was 80-20 against, which I didn't say on the air because I, I try not to put those things out there when it comes to people's jobs, is, sure. you know, as much as I don't get 
pressed when people ask me, what do you know? What do you know? Um, but uh, I, I basically could see it coming. And then I also thought that his fate rested on uh, how much the options through back channels that they were hearing, you know, could potentially be a replacement. Notably, so. notably uh, Brian Flores, who was fired from Miami. Um, and, and maybe he's not the answer. Maybe it's Josh McDaniels who's ready to leave. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you think there might be some Patriots connections. Uh, oh, absolutely. There's a hundred percent that there have been, you know, dalliances in trying to figure out the Josh McDaniels situation. That is true. Um, obviously, Brian Flores, as you mentioned, uh, some of the other coaches that are out there, whether Josh or Flores is happening or not, and obviously I haven't been able to get to my phone, but oh. I was just looking at the names that people that I thought would consider taking the job based on who's out there. Byron Leftwich, Mike McDaniel from the 49ers, Kellen Moore, Vance Joseph, um, you know, of some of the names that are out there as far as the Houston opening. Mm -hmm. Sure. And with the Texans, a lot will hinge on what their plans are for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Flores was a guy that he, Watson really like was willing to waive his new trade clause to go to Miami. So will they try and bring Deshaun back? Davis Mills looked very good. A lot to figure out with the Texans, uh, but those are some of the names to keep an eye out for. All right, Josina, we're gonna we're gonna bounce out of here quickly because uh, I have to do an emergency podcast on David Cully. You're gonna have yeah. to jump on HQ with that David Cully. Yes. And uh, there's a it's constant flow of information happening in the NFL. Always a wonderful time of the year. Joe, good to talk yes. to you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Will. I appreciate you.